Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block, East Drake, Austin Orman. We are joined on this block segment with our old friend, Nate Brennan, down there in Kansas City. Nate Brennan, how are you this wonderful Friday? What's going on, guys? Uh, you should be saying a Friday. You know how that's how we, uh, we rock it on the block. I'm actually headed back to Nebraska right now, too. Going to watch some high school basketball. So leaving Kansas City... Uh, but I will be back for the Super Bowl because I will tell you this much. Chaos is ready to ensue. Man, you've got to love that, man. You're down there in the heart of it all. If it jumps off, it's going to jump off really hard down there in Kansas City. And I'm sure you being back up here in Nebraska, you would uh, avoid some of the chaos that's going to jump off down there if Kansas City is able to overcome the wonderful Philadelphia Eagles there in the Super Bowl. Now, listen, um, actually, the game will be played down in Phoenix on Sunday, so everybody is going to uh, be tapping in. And we're going to be at Buffalo Rings and uh, Wings and Rings uh, for that event, so it's going to be great. Now, uh, we have some things, man, I want to tap in with you and get your your thoughts on. Um, it looks as if the uh, SEC – well, first of all, let's go back there. Um, when you got a chance to look at the NFL honors, is there any surprises? Is there anything – in the honors that kind of had you kind of scratching your head and saying, well, I don't know about that one particularly, or did you feel that it kind of worked out and played out the way that it should have? Well, first and foremost, I think Patrick Mahomes was the right call. Even if Jalen Hurts would have been healthy throughout the entire season, I probably still would have gone with Patrick Mahomes. That's strictly because, I mean, the media is a lot to blame for this, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes was, oh, we lost Tyreek Hill. What's that offense going to look like without that weapon on the outside? Well, Patrick Mahomes played just as well, if not better, in some circumstances. MVP made sense. Offensive, defensive player of the year. Uh, no surprises there. Coach of the year, I'm okay with Dayball. Uh, the, the one that really surprised me, Strick, and I'm assuming that you were probably on the same page. I know that we're uh, definitely a pro Seahawk uh, radio station here for, for good reason. Uh, Kenneth Walker not getting offensive rookie of the year was a bit of a surprise to me. I know that he came on a little bit later on in the season. Uh, that was probably, if I had to say one, a head scratcher. Sauce Gardner on the defensive side of the ball, not really much of a surprise. But Garrett Wilson, I don't know. Maybe he gets the benefit of the doubt because uh, his quarterback is too busy chasing moms. But that one was a little bit of a head scratcher to me. That's what's up, man. Listen, um, the SEC is kind of embarking on something. One of the things that being a former baseball player, I I, um, I used to love playing the game, but I hated off days. That was one of the hardest things for me, sitting in the dugout for nine innings and waiting for it. And even worse than that, Nate, is having games where either we're blowing out a team or we're getting blown out by a team and we just can't get off the field. Uh, they're just continuously getting hits and – running around bases and scoring runs, and it just makes for a long, long evening. So the SEC has kind of come up with a plan that they're going to add, um, you know, on the cutting edge. And, and listen, this has been going on in uh, Little League sports for uh, quite, a, quite a while now. Now the SEC is looking to add a 10-run rule that after the seventh inning, if a team is up by 10, game's over. 
How do you uh, think that'll play out? Do you think that, that other uh, conferences will join in on that ruling or uh, what? And, and also, what is it that you think baseball needs to spice it up or to make it even more interesting for fans uh, as we move forward? Well, this is this is really fascinating to me, and, and I'm interested to see how it works in the college game because I, I don't have any statistics or factual evidence to back this up. This is just kind of what I've seen over the years. From my perspective, it always seems like those college games are the ones that get out of hand, right? I mean, it's not so crazy that you see a game end 22-4 or something crazy like that. In Major League Baseball, obviously it happens, but those guys are professionals. Uh, you're, you're, you're playing at a completely different level at that point. So more often than not, I feel like that doesn't happen as much. You're not going to get those 10-run rules. In college, okay, I guess it makes sense, especially getting fans to come out to a college baseball game. Strick, you know me, man. I mean, I've, I've always been a purist when it comes to baseball. Uh, I, I think they do need to speed up the game. Maybe adding a pitch clock, 15, 20 seconds, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm, I'm also a fan of getting rid of the shift, which probably wouldn't really speed the game up very much. I'm kind of all over the place. I don't like a chip in the ball. I love the human element of baseball. Uh, I've always been pro-steroids, for lack of better words. <laughs> Listen, if guys want to juice, let them juice. I mean, I, I love home run ball. Uh, so, so I don't really know how I feel about that. But from the college perspective, I don't hate it. It, it makes sense. I, Do I, you think they need – go ahead, real quick, real quick before um, you jump in there today. Because it's it's a it's a tag on to that. Do you think there needs to be some changes in the bats or in the balls or anything to make, uh, especially at the pro level, do to to make it even a little bit more spicy? Well, I, I know that they had tried that uh, a couple years ago, and, and pitchers were complaining about. I think it was how high the the stitches in the ball went. I, I don't again. I don't know the specifics on that. I'd be okay with that, too. I mean, I'm not talking about cork and bats because that's how you get people seriously injured. But, yeah, I mean, if they added something to a bat, to a baseball, that increased somewhat average by 10, 10% over the course of the season, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I wouldn't be opposed to that because, guess what? Chicks dig the long ball, and so do young kids that we're trying to introduce the sport to. Make it more fun. Yeah, for for a pitcher, you want those seams higher because you get more movement on it. As a batter, you want less seam because the air can work on it less. But when we look at the 10-run rule in college, I really like that for college because think about when we get to conference tournament time and we get to college World Series mm-hmm. time. It's These guys are throwing so many pitches. Now, you're not likely to have a lot of you know 10-run games in those situations, but the one thing college coaches always want more of his pitching, pitching, pitching. If you can get out of a game in two innings early, save an arm, maybe a couple arms, or, you know, 50 pitches off a guy's arm, that could be huge, especially if, you know, you are a good team who's that good can blow teams. I mean, we see it in softball in college. To me, I don't think that should reach the pros, but for college baseball, college arms, I think that could go a really long way in making the end of your product look better too. And I think that's a really good point, Austin, because you look at college specifically, a lot of the times your best pitcher is going to be one of your best bats, too. So so when you're talking about being able to come in for a couple innings, maybe a game isn't going your way, get that kid out, let him maybe go play in the field the next day and then come back, come back and pitch the next. Uh, arms are so much more valuable in the college game. I, I think that's actually a really good point. 
the other thing then is, you know, in pro sports, I, I, I'm against it, but Strick, you, you played pro basketball. Would you have wanted like a running clock if a team got up by 30 or down by 30? Um, so at the professional level, right? I, I would say no. And the reason being is that 24 second clock, it, it goes quick. So games mm-hmm. can change. I mean, listen, I, I was a part of one of the greatest um, playoff comebacks of all time when I was with the Boston Celtics, when we played the New Jersey Nets being down 26 and was able to come back and win that game. That's almost 30. And I, I, I want to say, I think it was in a half, you know, so um, in the, in the pro game, the game happens so fast, 24 seconds goes very quick. I would say in a college game um, that, that, that could be a little bit different. I love the fact that the adjustment that they made as far as the 30-second clock on a rebound, you don't get a full 30, you just only go to 20. That kind of helps to move the game on a little bit as well. Um, but, but yeah, not in, the, not in the pro, but I definitely would say in the lower levels, I still think that high school um, high schools would, would need a shot clock. I mean, Strick, we, we just saw a 4-2 about, to game. <laughs> we just talked about that. You know, how does that happen where you have a game that's four to two? I mean, shot clocks immediately, like the next year. It, it's it's a must. If you have a game that's four to two in four quarters in a high school game at the 4A level, so you're not talking about the 1A and the, the lowest tiers. You're talking about the 4A level, which is uh, usually is a 5A. So you're one level below the highest level, and you have a four to two game that's crazy. So I, I think in 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 those games, yeah, possibly you could have a running clock. I think in college, uh, there is going to be situations where there are teams, your 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 uh, Division One high level, uh, Power Five, Power Eight uh, schools are playing, you know, uh, Arizona School of the Blind. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I'm I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah, I'm, I'm being honest, right, Nate? So I would say in those situations, Meatloaf when you State, have those type of games, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What you think, Nate? I, I listen. I saw that on Twitter, and for a second, I thought someone was trolling. I was like, okay, someone's messing with someone here. Why? Why, why is this in Florida too? And saw that man. Like I, I understand that they're high school and they're kids, but that's just unacceptable. I mean, you you, you got to be absolutely kidding me. Four to two? Come on, man. That that that's unacceptable. Someone's gonna get cut after that. <laughs> you need to you need you need to throw that whole hand in. Like that's a whole poker hand that you just throw back, go back into uh, into the school and just find five more and bring them back in and just start them next week because uh, yeah, that's horrible. You can't. I mean, I'm talking about with free throws. I'm talking about. With layups, uh, with steals, you can't score more. I'm, that that blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. But that's that's neither here nor there. Nate Brennan, we thank you, man, uh, for joining us. Who do you have uh, this weekend for the Super Bowl? And I know just because again, I know you you're a TV guy in Kansas City, so I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna probably be going with Kansas City. Otherwise, you might get a lot of Twitter mail that jumps into your box. Yeah, I don't know if it would be. Uh, very safe for me to pick against the Chiefs. But I will say this, guys, and this is something that's, that's really popped in my head the last couple days because I was trying to tell myself, okay, holistically, you look at the Eagles, might be the better team. Man, I tell you what, Jalen Hurts, he's just very unproven. And Patrick Mahomes, if he wins this game, at before he turns 28 years old, he will have 11 
postseason wins. It will be his second Super Bowl. I, he's already won his second MVP. I don't think it's really much of a debate anymore who's the best quarterback in the NFL. I just can't bring myself to think that Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are going to beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I just, I, I'm trying to put all bias I can aside. I just don't see a scenario where they're going to be able to outduel Patrick Mahomes. But you can't spell elite without Eli, so anything can happen. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Nate Brennan, for joining us. He is Nate Brennan joining us back on the block. Thanks for coming in and tap, uh, chiming in with us for another segment. Uh, but that is a prelude to what we're going to talk about in the three o'clock segment about the coaches and, and how we fare, how we think they would fare against one another. And who do you think would be the best? Who do you think is going to be the, the, the better option as far as coaching in this specific game? 402-464-5685. Give us the coach and why. We would love to hear from you on that. But we got to take a break. Shootout with Strick coming up next. 93.7 The Ticket on the block. We'll be right back.